Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. All right, welcome in, everybody, to the Auburn Live Basketball Show. Appreciate everybody joining us. I'm Justin Hokinson. With me, as always, is contributor Jay Phillips. Jay, what's up, man? How are you doing? Doing good. You know, another Auburn win, some good SEC hoops this week. Can't complain. Yeah. Um, let's get into it. AuburnLive.com. Go subscribe if you're not a subscriber. 30 bucks gets you access till next football season. So go take advantage of that. AuburnLive.com. All right, let's talk about it. Um, Auburn uh, Auburn goes two and zero since we last spoke. Big win over Arkansas, thirteen point win at home, which was um, which was which was huge for for that team when it happened. They come back, go on the road in, in short order. Three days later, go on the road on the Tuesday, and uh, take care of business at Ole Miss. Uh, win that game by nine. Um, they were up fourteen in the second half at one point. Of course, Ole Miss is now zero and four in the league, but they've played Auburn, Mississippi State, Alabama. In Tennessee, I think. <laughs> um, yep. So they've had a brutal start. But uh, two and zero since we last spoke. Auburn's three and one in the league. And all of a sudden, boy, that Georgia game feels like a, a long way away. Um, what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on uh, on the last two games? The win over Arkansas, the win over Ole Miss. Um, good wins. Have they found anything? Are they are they solving any problems? Or is it is it is it too early to to say that they've solved some of those issues that they've been dealing with early in the season? say it's probably a little too early to you know say they've 100% solved things but it's crazy how much a difference that that two games can make uh you know after the Georgia game it seemed like they were really trending down and that a lot of the problems we thought they had fixed were maybe just masked by the bad competition and non-conference play or something or you know the not great competition and non-conference play but uh I think they've definitely found something here in the past two games um the question with this team is always going to be consistency. Can they keep it going? You know, Wendell Green, he's been such a catalyst for Auburn going back to last year. But his thing is, you know, can he string the games together? Can he always be there? Can you depend on a smaller point guard in conference play with all these massive bigs and whatnot dominating the league this year to score 20 points a night for you? It's a lot to ask, but he looks capable in the past two games. Alan Flanagan the same way. He's always had these consistency questions and the past four games, three games for him have just been as well as he's ever played at Auburn. I think if they can keep that going, they've really found something. That's a good identity. You've got a, a seriously, you know, a, a front court that's almost always going to have an advantage. Just Janai Brome has been so good. Jalen Williams is so automatic with some of his shots and you get some of this, you know, you get a little bit of consistent play from your perimeter and, this team will take off, you know, maybe not win the league and get a one seed, but they're going to be the kind of team that can, you know, contend with the Alabamas and Tennessees, even if they don't win the games, if they have that 
backcourt production. Yeah, I yeah, think they got to keep it going. Yeah, I think uh, it's it's interesting. You've had you really have had what, what I called in, in a recent article the Big Four the last two games: Janai, yeah. Jalen, Wendell, and and Al. Uh, shockingly, honestly, um, both in you know, all four of those guys have uh, I think against Arkansas did the math. I think they I think it was like seventy eight percent of the points came from those four against Arkansas, and eighty four percent of the points against Ole Miss came from those four. So all of a sudden an offense that struggled, um, it doesn't struggle as much when 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 those players all we talked about it, man. They they can't afford, you know, really a, a bunch of off nights or turnovers. They can't afford a bunch of mistakes and overcome them. But if they're on, there's some ability there. We've we've known that. It's just about getting consistency. And you've had a couple of games now of consistent play, Janai Broom, four straight double doubles in league play. Um, and so I, I don't know what the bigger story is in that last few, last few games. I mean, to me, it's it's Alan Flanagan. And there's no way. Look, I, I don't gamble, but but if I was if I was a gambler, boy, I, I would have bet a lot of money that that if you said, hey, in three of the first four SEC games, Al's going for double digits. He's going to score 18 against Arkansas. He's going to score. There, if you'd have told me that in November, um, I wouldn't have, no way, not a shot. I don't think people understand uh, how far he's come in. I mean, not just since last year, um, since a month or two ago. There's a lot going on with, with him just trying to find himself and find his game. Super proud of him. Um, and if three games, I mean, you know, one or two games, fine. I texted. Uh, I texted one of the coaches. I said, "Boy, if Al can do this three games in a row, I'll be super encouraged." And sure enough, he he does it. That is a massive development. If, if he's if he has sort of found himself. Now, look, everybody deserves a bad game. So if he has a bad game, you know, everybody doesn't need to freak out and go, "There's the old Al again." Like, but what he's done the last three games, um, that's a massive development. Because you you know kind of what you got with Wendell, Janai. Al was not a guy that I was counting on this year. As of a month or two ago, he just wasn't. I think I probably said it on the board. Look, I'm just he's not a guy that that you can that you're going to rely on. But all of a sudden, if he's if he's back to doing that, if he's back to being a double digit scorer, that is a huge huge development for this team. Huge. I mean, I don't know if I can understate it because Janai is going to be consistent. Yeah. Uh, I think it helps Wendell uh, if Al if Al does that. And, of course, Jalen's pretty consistent. He just needs the shots. Um, but offensively being so challenged, the fact that Al can step up and do what he did, man, that's a big deal. It's a big deal. Flanagan is just such an insane athlete, too. You know, he's just that fast twitch explosive ability and whatnot and he has a solid handle and I, I think that you know he a lot of the times he would the role that he plays would just frustrate people because he would get out of control but it doesn't seem like he's playing a different role right now either he's just using everything the way he's supposed to he's you know he's not when he does have to be the primary ball handler he's not rushing into things and he just seems like he's a lot more comfortable out there. I know Bruce Pearl has been praising his preparation, and it yeah. really shows because you can tell 
when he goes to run one of these ball screen actions that he does, he's not getting nervous or, you know, losing the ball at his feet when he tries to do a crossover or something like that. It's just, he's doing the same things. He's just executing them a hundred times better. And it's definitely, you know, it's, it's valuable just because he's making threes in transition. He's, you know, running successful offense when teams try to swarm Trey Donaldson, when Wendell Green isn't on the court, it's just, he's sort of, he's the glue piece in a lot of ways. And when he's playing well, you can really see how it elevates everyone on the team. Yeah. Um, Wendell kind of finding himself. Um, what's interesting is looking the first half against Ole Miss, um, Wendell and Al were three of 14 that they were struggling, yeah. but, but then Al goes five for five in the second half. Wendell gets to the free throw line, hits some threes and they come alive and Auburn scores 50 points in the second half of that game. Um, there's a lot of good things. Look, you look at turnovers, um, eight turnovers against Arkansas. Ended up being 10 against Ole Miss. Um, I think Auburn's allowed 10 is so good. Yeah, no, 10 is so good. Uh, th they've allowed 15 uh, second chance. They've allowed 15 uh, transition points, fast break points in two games total. 80 minutes of basketball, yeah, they've allowed 15 good. points. But the, the crazy thing is, if not for that uh, 10 second call, that Wendell got at the end of the – like with a minute left mm -hmm. in the Ole Miss game. Just kind of an, a weird – you know, you almost don't even want to count it because Ole Miss didn't really force it. It was just a, it was just a mental error there. Yeah, it seemed like he lost track of time. <laughs> that would be – that would have been single-digit turnovers in back-to-back -back games for Auburn. And I looked that up. They hadn't – they haven't done that in 30 games. They still have it technically because they got to 10. The last time it happened was January of last year in league play. Um, when they when they did that, so it's been 30 games, and now the streak is still going, 30 plus games now, of just back to back games and single digit turnovers. That's how rare that is for Auburn. Just the way they play, it, you kind of you kind of go ahead and chalk up 10 to 12 turnovers, um, but they're doing a great job the last few games of taking. And really, even Georgia, just 10 turnovers weren't weren't really what killed them against Georgia. Um, they did allow some points, but they just they didn't play well offensively and, you know, and things like that. But, um, but they're for, for what this team is the last few games, knowing their personality, knowing how they play um, their patience, uh, their focus almost every time down the court to what's the play call. What are we trying to accomplish? Um, it's as good as it's been in a, in a long time. It's as, I mean, this, this team has a, you know, they have the they have the ability sometimes to be a little schizophrenic, a little uh, hey I'm just gonna take the open threes when they're there and and Bruce encourages that to some degree, but the last couple of games is as dialed in uh, as this team certainly has been all year and and man in in a while they just they just seem locked in on not losing their minds like they can sometimes right they can get a little crazy and they can get a little wild and. And it's not a bad thing. Bruce encourages that sometimes. But this team, I think – I don't think they can play quite that way. I think they they have to do what they've done the last two games. I don't think they can play the, you know, up and downs, shoot through. I don't think – they're not that good of a three-point shooting team. And they, they just have some flaws that I think when they try to play maybe the way other teams in the past have played at Auburn, they could get themselves in trouble. I don't think they're the, the caliber of shooting team to do that. I think they would waste a lot of possessions if they did that.
Mm-hmm. And what you've seen the last two games is just a really concerted effort um, to, 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 to just focus in and do what they need to do, try to get good shots, get good looks, run the play, get Janai down low. Um, I'm just really impressed with something clicking after that Georgia game. I mean, they had a, Alan Flanagan talked about that team meeting. Um, it worked. It worked. They are, they are, they are, they're playing so much better. They look like a team. They look like a team. They're acting like a team. Um, I'm really curious to see over the next few games, if it carries on, look, you got Mississippi state, uh, who's a good team. I don't know if they won. Um, did they win last night? Did they win on Wednesday night? Tuesday night? No, Georgia beat him actually. It was like 58 to 50. Ugly. <laughs> so Georgia and Georgia, by the way, is looking. I mean, they Georgia went to Florida, played competitive, beat Mississippi State. Georgia's yep. not a bad team. Um, but yeah, you got not the good. Um, and then you got some other road games in here. So let's see if they can carry it over. But I just I love that's probably even more than Al, even more than anything, the mental state of this team and yeah. the patience that they've shown on offense specifically the last two games to me, is a huge, huge development for this team in what they can be. This team, it's all about mental, man. They, the, the talent is there. It's about mentally staying in it, mentally being locked in, playing smart, having good leadership. That stuff has happened the last two games. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, like you were saying, it wasn't really turnovers or, you know, the defense was bad at Georgia, but it wasn't really turnovers or one specific problem that led to that game. But the mentality and the energy in that game was night and day compared to the past two. It's like, it seemed like, you know, in retrospect, it seemed like at the Georgia game, the attitude that Auburn had was just that we don't care. You know, we're not great. We're just going to go out there and play or something. These past two games, it looks like a team that thinks it's capable of contending, that wants to be great kind of thing. And that's, that goes a long way for a Bruce Pearl team. You know, it's there's a bunch of schematic stuff that goes into it, of course, but when you're expected to play that high level of defense for 40 minutes a game and you're expected to extend your pressure full court for most of the game, you can't be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't care attitude. You have to be going out there and playing as hard as you can to for that type of style to work. And it really has the last two games. They've been it just looks like a team that's looks like a different team out there. Um Chris Moore got injured, uh bum right shoulder, separated shoulder, Bruce said. Um, I don't know all the the details about it in terms of separation, dislocation, is it the same thing? What's the prognosis? I'm not sure there. Um, but that that is one of the negatives that happened from that game. He's a guy that's been starting and been contributing and been consistent. You know, he's he's been giving you, you know, six or seven points, three, four, five rebounds, not turning the ball over. Really good defense. Um, get a couple offensive rebounds. And so we'll see how long he's out. Um, that certainly, certainly would, you know, means more minutes for Al. Could push Al back into the starting lineup, which – could could be interesting. I, I almost wonder if there's a way for them to keep Al off the bench. 
because he's played so well now two games off the bench. He's not pressing. Um, and and I, I I think Al probably moves back into the starting lineup. I don't I don't know that they have another option. Um, but it sure was yeah, nice. I think you can give him that too. Do what now? See if it helps confidence. You know, I was saying maybe it'll help his confidence even more a little bit to get back with the starters. I, you know. Maybe it maybe. I, I was kind of going the other way with Al. Like he just, you know, I think he when he's in the right role and the right mindset, it's good. I, I worry a little bit about putting him back in the starting lineup. And he he, you know, does he flip into Oh, I'm I'm the man again now. Like I'm a starter. I'm a press. It's a, and 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 that's not what the, that's not what they need from him. They need him. Like he was doing great yeah. coming off the bench. Auburn was Auburn the last two games. Their bench points were fantastic because he was coming off the bench uh, and producing what he was producing. Nobody nobody would, uh, an opponent's not going to match that. I mean, I don't know that you're going to play. Yeah. Very few teams can bring a guy off the bench. It's going to go for eighteen uh, and fifteen the next mm-hmm. game. Fifteen the next game. I mean, I just. With the way Bruce does things and the way they rotate, it when they kind of find a rhythm, it was nice. And so we'll see how it kind of – you put Al back in the starting lineup and now he now he's in the rotation with Wendell and Janai. So how, that's three of your guys. How, how do all those guys get buckets? But specifically, how can Al continue to be patient if he's on the court with Wendell and with Janai because those guys are going to dominate touches? Um and so I just it's just something to watch, I think. Um, I think it'll say a lot if Al can move back into the starting lineup and continue to be play the way he has. I think it'll it'll speak volumes about where he is with his game and how he's fitting in with the team. Um, but yeah, I think you know, defensively they're 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 obviously playing really well. Um, but but offense, man, it wasn't long ago that they were turning the ball over 23 times at USC. Um yep. And just you know, scoring forty something against Northwestern, and um, heck, even the first two first SEC games. I mean, at home they barely get the sixty at home against Florida, um, and then and then go on the road at Georgia and, and don't score well. I mean, this team is seriously offensive challenge, offensively challenged, and then all of a sudden you're in the seventies against Arkansas and you're at eighty two against Ole Miss on the road. That is hard to do. Eighties on the road in the SEC is is. Uh, is is big time. Um, what else stands out to you? Katie Johnson's another player that stands out in terms of he's he's sort of been for his for for him quiet, but I think it's a testament to him settling into mm-hmm. his role. He's he's I think since the Georgia State game, I think he's kind of reined it in a little bit in terms of hey man, we we need you to be within the offense here. Like we you know you. The KD that goes out and just goes nuts and goes three for fourteen and jacks up threes and dra- that's not what this team needs. And he seems to be he seems to be playing his role well, taking his shots when they're there, being an impact player when he has the opportunity, but not pushing the envelope so much um, over the last probably three four games. Yeah, I think he had one pretty poor shooting performance in there, but other than that, he's been definitely more settled down. But you know. KD's so weird because sometimes some of those KD explosions are exactly what Auburn needs. So you kind of hope he doesn't completely put that behind him. You know, you have one of those stretches where Auburn goes, you know, 0 of 11 over four minutes of play kind of thing. And it's like, why not put KD in there and see if he can just go nuts and get a bucket? Um, 
but yeah, you know, he his calming down, playing a little more of uh, you know a true guard role and not just a scoring guard role for him is really good because he does have good vision. He's a good defender. He's way more than somebody who can just attack the basket. So seeing him do that's pretty nice. But like to see you know both him and Zep have a little bit more aggressive mindset when it comes to scoring. It's you know. You think about if I if I was coaching defense against this Auburn team, I would tell people to, you know, I'd tell my shooting guard, my off-ball guard to help on the point guard as much as he can because we're not afraid of KD Johnson and Zeb Jasper at this point. And then, you know, when Zeb Jasper shoots, it's a nothing but net three, and KD can do the same thing at times. And So I'd like to see them be a little more aggressive in that sense, and I think they can be, and that, that would just, you know, it would give so much help to the spacing and, you give Wendell a little more room and that's a whole different game for him as well. Um, one thing I talked about in the breakdown that's been standing out to me is Janai Broome's passing as well. I've really liked some of the the offense that Auburn's called around that they're, you know, against Ole Miss, they really used him down in the low post. Ole Miss tries to run that one, three, one zone. And it's just like, if you're just going to put one person in the post, then we're going to give the ball to Janai Broome down there and you can't recover fast enough to bring a double team on him and, you know, it was just easy. And then Ole Miss did, they adjusted to more of a two, three zone and really stopped morphing it so much so that they could be in a set position. And Auburn just started bringing Janai Brome out to the top and running some back cuts and whatnot. And it was, you know, just, I thought that was interesting. He's been, you know, not just able to pass out of double teams, but they've incorporated his passing into the offense a lot more than I expected. Yeah. He's become a good passer. Um, you're right. I mean, one of those games recently, he like led the team in assists one game, or at least had four or five. Yeah, he led the. Yeah, he had five and led the team one game, and he led the starters in assists for either two or three games as well since the road, first road trip. And he's had, I think, I did the math. He had fourteen uh, assists in his last five games. The five before that, he had four assists, and they all came in one game. So wow. Um, he's getting was- a little more comfortable. I was looking up um, one of the other aspects of what Al is doing is, yeah, so last season Al turned the ball over two times a game. That is, mm-hmm. That puts you in the bottom 15% nationally. Uh, and Auburn turned the ball over a lot last year. Uh, Wendell turned the ball over two times a game, Jabari. But, no, he was turning the ball over, over two times a game. Um and then you look at all of a sudden what he's doing, and he's turned the ball over twice total in the last three games. And so mm-hmm. that's and that's his three game stretch. That that is almost maybe actually probably more indicative of the way he's playing than than the point scored. If he didn't have games of 11, 18, and 15, let's say he had games of 10, 8, and 10 or something, but he had those turnovers with what they are. That that is more important. That's more important to this team. The points are huge. Don't get me wrong. Going for eighteen, but when he gets in there to do one turnover, one turnover, and zero against Ole Miss, um, is uh, I mean he's only had one other game this season where he had zero turnovers, and that was against Northwestern, and that was it. Which was a which was a super slow, methodic, methodical pace to that game. Um, but he hadn't. He didn't have another game this season where he didn't have a turnover, and then he does it on the road uh, against Ole Miss, where he plays 34 minutes. 
Um, and all of a sudden, he's played back-to-back games with 30-plus minutes as well. So he's played 66 minutes of basketball the last two games, one turnover. That that right there for Al for Al is is incredible. Is honestly remarkable for where he was for who he was just a few months ago. Sixty six minutes of SEC basketball in the last two games, one turnovers, and is, is just that's a that's a huge deal. That's a huge deal for him if he can keep that rolling. Um, He's been playing pretty heavy minutes in that stretch too, which is you know yeah, good for yes. him, good for the turnover margin and. Hopefully that bodes well in terms of if he does have to slide into that starting role and take on some extra minutes while more Chris Moore heals up. Yeah, I don't see a way around it. I mean, you look at – I mean, it's – I don't see how – I mean, to me, you're going to have to start, Al. I don't think there's a way – even if they love the the rhythm of him coming off the bench, yeah. I'm not sure there's a way around that now. I mean, you, you'd have to go um, – I don't, I don't even know how you would do it. I mean, you could start, you know, you could start uh, Janai at the five, Jalen at the four. You could go guards, you know, you could, you could go. Yeah, you'd uh, have to do a three-guard three lineup. Only, only option. I mean, you'd have to start. I mean, they don't want to, they don't want to put KD, Wendell, and Zepp on the floor. I don't think that's the direction they want to yeah. go. So, yeah, it's going to be Al moving into that starting lineup. Now, the, now the, 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 the other side of that is, if Al continues to play well, moving him into the starting lineup, all of a sudden, um, you know, all of a sudden your starting group becomes pretty solid if those guys continue um, to, to, to play really well. It just – it hurts your bench a little bit. You were bringing Al off the bench and able to play 30 minutes, and he was doing what he's doing. So now the bench looks – the bench looks a little different in terms of scoring. Trey, you know, Trey Donaldson is doing his part as a freshman and guard, but he's not a scorer. Um, KD, maybe KD, maybe it's an opportunity for KD when he comes off the bench to be a little more aggressive because there could be times where Wendell um, and Janai and Al are all on the bench. And and if KD's out there all, off coming off the bench and, and he's with Trey Donaldson or Yuan and Dylan, you know, KD, KD all of a sudden looks like a really important player off the bench in terms of scoring if he's out there. Um, while like Al and, and Janai are on the bench or Wendell's on the bench. And so it could be an opportunity. Yeah. yeah. It's a good spot for Katie. It's also, you know, and like, I don't think that it's, you know, Auburn's not really running platoons or anything like that this year. You get, you put Alan Flanagan in the starting lineup. He's such a athletic player as well that you can leave him in there when you make that first bench rotation and you can kind of keep that same, the original, first off the bench lineup with Alan Flanagan in it, even though he's a starter, I think that that's possible. I don't think you'd be running him into the ground or anything by any means. No, no, not at all. Um, All right. Auburn gets Mississippi state coming in. Uh, Mississippi state had a great start to the season, but I think they're coming back down to earth a little bit. Yeah. Um, (laughs) No, no doubt about it. I was trying to see real quick what, uh, Let's see where Auburn stands in the net as of Thursday. They are up to 30th. Um, so it says they were, I guess, the, I guess Wednesday, something must have happened Wednesday. They were 29th after their win, I guess 30th. The thing is, Ole Miss isn't very good. Ole Miss is 100. So, you know, while winning a road game the way Auburn did is good because we know kind of where this Auburn team was a couple, you know, a week ago, Ole Miss 
is a game you should you should have won. So they're 30th in the net, which of course is uh is the NCAA's um, ranking. Looks like they lost a quad one game. I think I had them at two and one in quad one on Monday, and now they're one and one. So I don't know if uh, maybe Memphis uh, dropped off. I mean, Memphis is going to hover around that maybe because um, it was Memphis or it could have been Northwestern too. Um, Might have been USC as well. Yeah, those, those are going to be interesting ones to watch. Well, USC need need to keep playing well, but Northwestern and, and um, Memphis are two teams that are are probably. I think let's see Northwestern sitting there at fifty, um, and Memphis is sitting there at fifty. And so, for I think Memphis in neutral court, it needs to be top fifty to be quad one. Northwestern, same thing, neutral court. So those two need to stay inside the top fifty. Yeah to be quad one wins and they could hover around that all year. So just kind of inside baseball, but you want, you might want to pay attention to Memphis and Northwestern as they go, because those guys literally could come back and win games and both bump into it. And it's two quad one wins that will matter um, come NCAA tournament time. Um, and so those are going to be, those are going to be two important games, I think, to watch. Um, Washington's terrible. They're going to fire their coach probably. Um, and then St. Louis would be another team to watch. Um, so they're 30th in the net. Kim Palm, I think, s- still thinks highly of Auburn, probably as highly as anybody. They have Auburn at 18th um, in the Kim Palm. And then uh, I think ESPN's power index has Auburn at uh, 19th, up to 19th. And of course, that's about where they are in the AP ranking. So um, they're doing well. Mississippi State game um, will be another will be another good one. Um, but uh, yeah, what are what are your thoughts on Mississippi State at home Saturday? What do you expect? What's Mississippi State? Give a little teaser. I know you're gonna have a primer at, at AuburnLive.com on Saturday morning. Um, but just mm-hmm. quick thoughts on them. So. You know, I, I've been off the Mississippi State train for a while now. They had those, what was it, the games they almost lost against. Uh, they lost to Drake, and then they almost lost to Nichols State. I think it was a two-point game, uh, the game before that. So that really made me question Mississippi State. They play good defense. They're going to be, you know, a substitution-heavy roster. They're coached by Chris Jans, who people will remember from Auburn's uh, Final Four run. He was the New Mexico State coach when Auburn – went on that run and he, you know, he's going to, that's his patented style is heavy substitution, lots of defense, lots of pressure. So I expect that from him. Uh, Tolu Smith has been a great uh, presence around the rim for him on both sides. He's been one of the best rebounders in the sec for like three years now too. So they're going to have a potential answer to Auburn's big guys. And it's going to be a well-coached team. But they're just not very talented, not very good this year. And uh, they haven't been a great scoring team either. They've been really good defensively at times, but it's one that Auburn should definitely win at home. Well, if they do, um, they will obviously certainly remain in the top 25, which is which is important for Bruce Pearl. I believe that would be 30 straight. If they beat Mississippi State. They should. They will remain in the top twenty-five. That would make thirty straight weeks, and from what I understand, thirty-one is the school record. So when Bruce talked about staying in the rankings against okay. Arkansas, um, it sounds you know, 
it kind of at times it, it sort of sounded like he was just searching for motivation, but it's actually, you know, he he understands and cares about the history of Auburn basketball, and he knows how, you know, how much of a desert it was in terms of uh, good things happening, um, and so he's very aware um, of when Auburn basketball makes history, um, every little thing. And this is one staying in the rankings is really important to him. <laughs> it might sound dumb, but it's a chance to make history and it's a way to motivate his team. And so if they beat Mississippi state, it'll be, they'll, they'll stay in the rankings. It'll be 30 straight weeks. And then really at that point, you probably split the next week and you can stay in there and they can match the school record for consecutive weeks in the top 25, which would be 31. Um, and so, um, within a chance to break it. So it's he's very aware of, of these historical things, and, and they're good motivators. They're good ways to motivate. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, 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 it's significant, too. You got – you look at these teams, and, you know, when they're – when you're playing a basketball game or when you're on ESPN or whatever and they flash those stats up, and Auburn has some that you can really hang your hat on these days with the – you know, wins in SEC play, weeks ranked in the AP poll, home game winning streak. You know, got some. It's not. You know, it's it's one more thing in recruiting too. To not you're not just selling a dream anymore. You're saying, hey, look at all the success we've had and significant. All right, Auburn and Mississippi State Saturday night. Another late tip. Another seven thirty tip, um, which is uh, not a bad thing for students who have a, a wild student section, but it, uh, for, for fans, it's not great if you have to travel. Um, but uh, 7.30 tip, SEC Network, I think Auburn and Mississippi State, Auburn tries to win three in a row um, and move to four and one in league play. All right, Jay, let's get out of here for Jay. I'm Justin. AuburnLive.com, go subscribe. 30 bucks gets you access till next football season, so go hop on board. A lot of basketball coverage, transfer portal uh, happenings in football. Hugh Freeze is killing it. Um, so a lot of stuff going on at auburnlive.com. Go subscribe and, uh, we'll see you again in a week.